Hello, this is Hamir Justin. I'm Zai, your host, your companion, your friend. You've tuned into Marhaba, where I welcome you to feel the energy of a man of every hour, know your capacity, break free of influences, and leave inspired. So, let's get right to it then. Marhaba. You are listening to Marhaba. <laughs> and this is episode 2. I trust that you are all in the loveliest of spirits and you're all each and every one of you are at peace in your lives there's nothing quite like a pure conscience nothing quite like peace of mind I'll tell you that uh, I <laughs> I don't know where to begin or how much I could possibly say about what I'm going to be saying today because we're going to or shall I say I am going to be expressing about the love a man had for his food <laughs> for nature's produce what nature has to offer the inexplicable immeasurable love for food that a man can possibly have I quite frankly have not known or met anyone that appreciates food as much as this gentleman did and uh, while I know that practically a lot of us majority of us do love our food but trust me anyone that knew Akbar Hamir on the earthly will attest to the fact that food was life and so I'd often hear my dad say how you know when others eat to survive when they eat to live right he would frequently say that he, on the other, actually lives to eat. <laughs> so, I bet a lot of people, and because I was there uh, plenty of times when he would uh, express this. And so, a lot of people have heard him say this, and he would really take a lot of pride in, in, in stating that because he took a lot of pride in his 
appreciation uh, his appreciation his love for uh, for food right um, the the degree of respect he uh, had in him for what nature has generously endowed us with is honestly something that I, I can't quite put I can't quite formulate into words I, practically indescribable I mean there's just only so much you can but sometimes you have to experience it for yourself you have to uh, observe it around you and you see the love you know someone has for something or for someone know what I mean of course you know what I mean <laughs> and uh, so when I think of this you know just how food was his lifeline really it really brings to mind a lot of a lot of moments some even hilarious because a lot of humorous moments were uh, encircled you know surrounded this um, this aspect of his life <laughs> you know it, it, it really did and it, it reminds me of, of, of a lot of things you know they just keep rolling uh, past they keep reeling in rather He would also, uh, I, I recall, uh, very often in, when he was engaging with others and right when he was set to eat or while he was eating, uh, he would like to, again, because my father was always known to make others laugh, make others feel good. And so he would also revel in, in, in saying and in sharing that if you like what I like in, his, in, his, in the share of his love for food whatever he was indulging in if you like what I like you are my friend and if you don't like what I like well then you are my best friend <laughs> because there is more for me right and so uh, I, I remember you know he's, he's even said this to me so <laughs> uh, growing up and um, he really he really did like to say this of course he he would always take utmost delight when when someone uh, enjoyed their food and shared in on with him in, in the same kind of food that he savored, you know, the, 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 the spicy kind of food. He wasn't very much a sweet tooth kind of person. Um, you know, it was mostly uh, the man loved his salt, <laughs> uh, but especially hot, spicy food. And um, so I really truly believe that. Akbar equated food with love. It was one of the prime things that he equated with love. 
and that was food, right? He would always literally carpe diem the hell out of his days with food, on food. I truly think that he felt that any investment, especially in food, was always worth it. Of course, he's a gentleman who would never have any regrets, which is something that something that I also inherited from. And so, while that was all well and swell, but he did feel that you just cannot go wrong when it comes to edibles, right? Something you delight and indulge in, that nourishes you, that pleases you, and uh, practically sets fireworks on your taste buds. And so he equated, this is how I see it as, he equated food with love. And why not? Right? Because not only, not only did it serve pleasure for him, but in this love for food, you engage with so many others. You come across so many other people, you know, that are whipping up this food for you or you uh, make it for them. And I'll get to that in a second because my father was an incredible chef. That's right. And uh, so I, I feel that the love for food really does bring people together. It has the uh, potential of bringing people together in various ways, of course. And it did for him. So even when he went out there, right, and there were a lot of places when... Um, we would go out to have barbecue uh, because that that was that was my father's absolute favorite okay he loved his meat and so we would go to these roadside vendors beachside vendors there's a place around here where i live it's called oyster bay but back in the day oh this place was a hit like it was popular and every weekend it was like jammed with heard of people uh, so it was one of these spots in town and a lot of people would flock there <laughs> and we used to uh, drive there and, and go every Sunday evening and so these these barbecue vendors right uh, and not just not just the beachside vendors but even uh, in centers around town places spots where they would barbecue these beef skewers which is his favorite meal i mean if if he could have had one meal for the rest of his earthly life i can bet that he would choose the beef skewers it's very popular around here you know in in, in our nation here in, in our primary language swahili uh they're known as uh mishkaki that is mishkaki and uh so that's that's basically swahili for beef skewers and he was very meticulous about how his meat was cooked, right? And he felt that he knew best how to do it. 
so he may as well do it. And I ain't going to argue on that because he really did know what he was doing and he was the best at what he was doing. And when he, in, in, in every area of his life, if I, if I may be uh, very, very candid with you, um, and so it goes with the same with food. He was really, really good. He knew his food, his taste palate was just out of the, you know, totally unearthly. Every time that I tried what he concocted, what he blended together and, you know, wanted me to try out, I can certainly vouch for the fact that it tasted good. It tasted really good. <laughs> and, um, and so he, he would really be very, as I say, uh, very particular about how he wanted his steak or how he wanted his food, how he wanted his meat cooked. There were moments where he'd like something tender, but more often than not, he would like his food undercooked. And it's safe to say that I actually share in that. I'm a lot like that myself. Uh, we love our food undercooked. Not undercooked to the unhealthy level, but undercooked where it just, just touches the right spot, the right sweet spot know what I mean and we love it you know when it comes to eggs when it comes to meat uh, when it comes to quite a few th a number of things really you know and uh, so whenever we would find ourselves going to these barbecue joints these barbecue vendors roadside vendors wonderful people really uh, that take the time out to do this and for others and, uh, and they're still here. You can, you can find them here. So wherever you are in the world, listeners, and you ever come down to Tanzania, you're very welcome, by the way. You're very welcome down here. And you ever find yourself here um, and you, you love your meat, uh, you have to try the beef skewers around here. Um, it's, you, it's just not the same anywhere you go. And uh, it's, it's basically... Uh, one of the foods, you know, of the locality, and uh, boy, do we pride on that. So, <laughs> so ensure that you try that the next time you find yourself uh, in Tanzania. But uh, to not to digress, um, anytime we, my father and I, and usually uh, it was always dad and I, but. There were, of course, plenty of times where we would go, all go together as a family, uh, but there were also innumerable, innumerable times where it was just father and I, and those moments uh, truly hold a very, very, very special place in my heart, and they always will. And um, so we, we would find ourselves in the in these places, and uh, what's interesting is he would always take over the grill. You see? And the gentlemen that were handling the grill, cooking for others, they would never take any offense because, hey, it's dad. The one thing about father is that he knew how to make the other feel like one of his own. And so 
reciprocatively, or rather should I say uh, consequentially, or inevitably, or naturally, they immediately took dad as one of their own. My father is a very genuine being, so very genuine energy. He is very genuine energy. And so, anytime he stepped out of his car, they would let him take over and he would barbecue it on the grill, he would barbecue the beef just the way he liked it. Uh, of course, there were times there where he would let them do it as well for him, but there were a number of times where I remember so, just like it was yesterday, and, and um, he would, you know, he would do it, do his meat the way he wanted, and uh, he would, you know, he would barbecue it for me as well, for myself, I was right next to him, and, you know, the, the, the fragrance, the, the taste, just everything was perfect, everything about the moment was perfect, and so he would, he would often do this, which, which segues me to, to further express that this is how he was with people around this town. This is why this town has been so dear to his heart. The way he loved, loves, and cared about his, this town. The way he made people feel. You know how they say that people will not remember what you say or do, but they will remember how you made them feel. Now, naturally, how people feel usually correlates with what you say or do, but not necessarily. And Dad just had a way, a sincere way, of really making others feel very uh, uh, special, very uh, unique, that they belonged. And sure enough they do right i mean of course we don't need to remind or tell anyone that but you'd be surprised in a world that we live in with society and what it has imposed and how it has led so many people to feel you know with all the divisions and the distinctions and the the ranking system it's it's all so uh, uh unnatural that uh my father gave a lot of respect for these individuals that would literally wake up at probably five or six in the morning just to hail a ride all the way into town or even on the outskirts of town just so they can actually invest in making something for another person right imagine that a lot of people don't give thought to this a lot of people are not like my father i will tell you this this is rare People like Akbar Hamir are rare. And I feel so honored to know that this is my, my father. And so the way he made others feel is something that we all should continue to emulate. Right? And so... These were very, very special moments. And uh, like I said, uh, my father himself uh, was a fascinating chef. And so let me tell you all a little bit about that, folks. Um, on, on the off chance when 
he, you know, he felt like or we wanted him to, he would step into the kitchen and make one of these dishes that just felt so gourmet. And they were because, you know, they were just exclusive and first rate and uh, occasional. And hey, it was dad. <laughs> so he would really, you know, he would like stir fry these prawns, and uh, there were a lot of a lot of things that he would just whip up. Sometimes they were just like sausages, and but he would, you know, have them cut up, and 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 he would bask them in like this really spicy marinade, and it was, oof, it was it was just it just t- tasted so succulent and so good. Um, but what? strongly comes to mind when I speak of him being the chef is us growing up we would have Sunday breakfasts together and Sunday breakfasts meant father was in the kitchen doing it all right and so while he usually did make all kinds of breakfast dishes that involved eggs (coughs) excuse me he would very frequently make his signature dish the omelet that we all relished in and I've never quite had an omelet like that this was different than any other omelet it's not your usual omelet that you have in a at a hotel or or anyone would make for you this was dad's specialty and you can ask again. Anyone that's had it will tell you that. It was his specialty. And um, like I said, it was his signature dish. Proudly. And this is something that he would often make every Sunday. And we would all gather around all of us that were living together. Growing up, we would look forward to these mornings. And um, it's, uh, it's, it's really beautiful upon retrospect you know and very nostalgic but uh, the the omelet was was incredible it was it was it was it was it was done just right it was grilled just right and um, he knew he knew his food he knew his food not just in what others were making, but even when he came to uh, cooking himself, he was ace. He was it was it was pure mastery, if you ask me. And so these were these are some really really uh, lovely memories uh, that we that I'm reminiscing on as I speak as well, right? And um, it's uh, it's incredible. It's 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 truly incredible, but. This is what I mean. His, his, his love for food uh, entailed a lot of uh, moments, a lot of experiences, shared experiences, right? This is what I mean when I say that it brings people together. And so he would always equate food with love to, to a sense. Even when he was undergoing his dialysis sessions, usually when... When you enter a hemodialysis unit, you know, you'll always see patients on their bed uh, undergoing dialysis. But dad, if you walked into the unit, 
he would be the only person seated up with cassava or a corn, a grilled corn, a corn on the cob, in his hand, or peanuts, you know, the, the roadside food. And, and he just had to munch on something. He had to eat something. And because he genuinely appreciated food, he loved food. He felt that if food wasn't seized, if it wasn't had, it was a waste of time. <laughs> that you're, you're losing valuable time, not indulging in what nature has to offer. You're not carpet deeming what's been given to you naturally and that to an abundance. Right? You're supposed to respect it. You're supposed to indulge in it and appreciate it. And, and dad did just that every single time. There was never a dull moment when it came to food with my father. And there was never a missed opportunity when it came to food with my father. You could have offered him anything savory, savory, not sweet, anything savory, and he would always, always accept it. Oh, if I haven't said so already in this episode, but food was his lifeline. And so... The beautiful part, again, when it comes to food, right, even when he was having and indulging in them at his sessions while getting dialyzed, is how he would treat everyone around him. The nurses, everyone that was taking care of him on a daily, he would offer them if they would want to share in on the food as well. <laughs> and uh, I still recall the doctor was never really for him eating in the unit. But this is dad. You know, he just wins over people. He wins over people's hearts. He won over people's hearts. Uh, just like that. And it became his domain. And they all made him want to feel, you know, basically feel at home Akbar <laughs> you want to eat go ahead go and eat you know and um, so he would, he would often think about uh, the nurses everyone that were taking care of him even on the couple of birthdays that he had while he was having his sessions uh, I remember he would ensure that mother placed an order for a dozen or more cupcakes so he could take them with him while going for his session um, and if it wasn't his session on that very day of his birthday, I think that one time it, it actually was, but the other, th- the other time if it wasn't, he would take it the next time he went there on his next session. And he would make sure that everybody got it, the cupcake. And there were all these little things that I recall back then and how it warmed and touched my heart. And even as I reflect while I lay here on this, I think of the... The energy, the, this, this profound being that Akbar Hamir was, is, and how he made others feel just like one of his own, not a stranger, you know. Um, it's remarkable, really, and like I said, you don't find people like this anymore. You hardly ever come across beings uh, that are this benevolent. And... Um, so that's, that's, that's what he would always do. He would always give of himself, even when he came to food. He would always think about the other. I can't tell you how many times he would encourage me to eat more fruits. You know, how, every time he was indulging in something, 
he would really encourage me to also join in and share in on him. And oh, there were a lot of times growing up when I did. There were a lot of times when I did. And um, you can imagine the delight, the, the happiness, the exuberance on his face when I did or when anyone that he loved and cared about <clears throat> shared in on that. Some of these memories are, you know, they, they feel like yesterday. They're very, they're very, uh, they're very fresh. And um, with other people, there, there, there was no distinction. Again, you see, that's the other thing with with father is he did not see a difference between who he interacted with, wherever he went, even when he came to food. So, the roadside vendors. Uh, the gentleman at the beach side uh, or somebody that would wait on him at the restaurant <clears throat> there would be no distinguish there would be no distinguishing no distinction like there was no uh, division rather between his customers or people that he would be doing business with or his family members or even strangers people that he did not know people that did not necessarily have to do anything for him, but there would be no difference other than the context in conversation and uh, certain affection and, 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 and dearness. But that aside, there was no actual difference in his tone, in his laughter, in his love, in his giving, right? In that benevolence, in his sincerity, importantly, right? I say sincerely, sincerity, uh, as a significance because it's very hard people can do a lot of things even in today's era people can do a lot of things but it's usually for show and not truly genuine and so there was no difference for him he would see everyone just the same and he would treat them as such with respect and with honor and this is someone that I can actually call my father because he is and um, yeah the, the fundamentals were always the same everyone received the same respect there was no difference there was no, oh, this person is a CEO or a fellow MD, and this one is, uh, well, you know, he's working at a restaurant and he's serving me. Oh, no, no. He, in fact, never saw uh, any ranking of sorts. He never saw that he was being served. He saw a friend. He saw a fellow person, a fellow human being that was actually, um, you know, sharing, giving in having made this food for him or bringing his food over to him but he, he, did, he did not see any um, there was no above or lower here there was nothing of that sort with my father and I'm so proud of him I'm so proud of him and this this was love and so it's um, it's uh, really again uh, quite stupefying quite astounding how his love for food connected him with so many 
and a lot of love was brewed in the process. Right? And so, <laughs> so just so that I can uh, wrap up on this episode, uh, I want to quickly share and very quickly here about this very hilarious uh, point in time where we were abroad, we were in the States, just so you can get an, uh, an even better idea of what I mean when I talk about my father and his, his well, I wouldn't say fetish, <laughs> but again, his, his appreciation for food, uh, his respect for food, his love for food. Um, we were in the States and we were dropping off a brother and uh, at the university and so you know how freshmen get the these parents that usually take care of uh, first-time students undergrads and you know parents that like when the family is away so they are there in case of any need of assistance to navigate since you're new there and so they're there when you need any help so long story short they invited us for supper because that's what they call it there and as you all know where we come from we're so used to a three-course meal and while of course we appreciate their hospitality their service and their love and and what they served us what's really hilarious here is (laughs) is that we waited quite a while, I remember, for the food to come, which was fine. But when it finally did, right, uh, it was this really huge bowl of beef stew. It was in thick broth. And I think to a sense, well, definitely my father, but I think personally, I too felt that it was something to just satiate the appetite and there was probably going to be something else. Um, I, I can't really recall because this was a long time ago. We're, I'm talking over a decade ago. Um, and um, But I do remember that that's what my father definitely felt, that this was something to start off with. And so he went through it quickly. <laughs> and uh, little did we know uh, when it dawned upon him and I don't recall if he indirectly said something about this um, but when it finally dawned upon him that this was actually all that was that this was supper that this was dinner uh, and that it wasn't going to be a three-course meal I still recall uh, the expression on his face I still recall uh, I could sense him I could just sense him be, you know having been I was seated right next to him so I could sense him uh, you know he was like he was almost baffled like that's it <laughs> and uh, uh, you know it's 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 like you had to be there it was it was it was hilarious right and so uh, as as much as the food was delicious and he again he was grateful and he relished it but I still remember that moment and I still remember how he felt about it like because he was anticipating and only to have it dawn upon him that that was it and then when we left when we left from there and the second that we got into the car <laughs> it was like anyone up for food <laughs> <laughs> and I remember we were all still pretty quite hungry, I think. Uh, I know I was to, 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 to an extent. And my father definitely was. And so did we go back to the hotel 
no we did not we went to a i don't recall where we went but we went somewhere to grab some food you know and and then we we went we went to back to the hotel <laughs> and so that that should tell you right there just how much she uh, how much she really has a uh, you know his fondness uh, and capacity for for food was well knew no bounds right and um, there were no two ways about it for him food was food it was something he truly respected and uh, again like I said it was something he felt that needed to be seized and so I'm going to close this episode by saying that I think for all of us, uh, when it comes to anything, especially food, you know, the millennials call us foodies, right? And so if you love your food, I say go for it. Ditch the diets. Of course, eat healthy, take care of yourself, no doubt. I mean, that goes unsaid. But seize the day with whatever it is you desire, right? Even when it comes to food. And my father would encourage this. Uh, And also, moreover, uh, to go to say that uh, connect with people and make them feel like they're one of your own. Uh, Especially strangers. uh, Especially people who actually take a lot of their time out to do something for your benefit. Um, Make them feel like they're one of your own. And don't do this because you feel like you're obligated to or you feel like you should do it but genuinely just see them as yourself because they are right and so go out there and just carpe diem you know carpe diem it all and um, as my father would back me especially with food okay so Go for it. Let's all try to be more like uh, Akbar Hamer.